Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. And thank you all, before I even start this episode, thank you all so much who sent me emails and text messages and DMs um, after last week's episode, A, welcoming me back, and B, um, commenting on the beautiful photo that I um, shared about the view from my from my new home. So um, I appreciate each and every one of them and each and every one of you. So um, I wanted to talk today about some things that I learned and reflections I've had over the month that I was off and while I was moving. And I think it's especially important to share some of these now, A, because they're fresh in my mind, but also because of Facebook going down, Facebook and Instagram going down completely a couple of days ago. I am still not very active on Facebook after my break in September. And I don't know that I ever will be. Um, I think that social media can be a force for good, but I'm seeing more that isn't so positive in it. And it's deeply concerning. So that being said, um, when I, let me start by saying this, I lived in my last home for nine and a half years and it was time for me to make a change. I had known that for a couple of years, but in 2019, that was the year that my son left this life. I was lucky to, you know, get up and get out of bed each day, some days, um, let alone, there was no way I could think about moving. And then last year was last year with the pandemic. And so that was a whole nother story in and of itself. But this year I knew was the right time. And I had a lot of time while I was packing and unpacking to really reflect on on my move and how it was um, how it was affecting my grief and healing journey, and I realized that there were a lot of teaching moments in it, a lot of things that I wanted to share that I hope will help you in some areas of your life as you navigate your own grief and healing journey. So first, let me say that I had very mixed emotions about moving. Even though I knew in my heart and in my soul that it was the right thing for me, it was emotionally very difficult. You know, by our very nature, human beings often resist change. We get settled into our into our nests, into our comfort zones. And even though I love traveling and changing my life in so many ways, this was still very, very difficult for me. Um, 
like I said, I'd lived there for almost 10 years. And during that time, my mom left this life. And when she did, my son, Greg, without me even asking him to, he stayed with me for an, an entire week, starting the night she passed away so that I wouldn't be alone. He slept on my sofa for an entire week just to be there with me. And then I lived there when, when Greg left this life. He helped me move into that home. He would come over for, and I would cook dinner for him. He would come over and we would go to an Atlanta Falcons football game, or we'd walk up the street, literally walk up the street to the Atlanta Braves baseball games the last couple of years of his life. I had season tickets to both of those for a couple of years, the Falcons and the Braves. Greg loved going with me. It was our thing. He was an athlete. He loved sports. And so that was something we did together. So yeah, leaving that home was hard in a lot of ways. But after I moved, I realized how much heavy, dense energy was in that home due to all the heartache and loss that I had experienced while I was living there, all the grief, all the sadness, all those lower level emotions. Even with as much work as I do and have done on my healing journey, your environment affects you in ways that I didn't realize. You know, I like to use the analogy of a fish that's living in a fishbowl. The fish doesn't know that it's living in a fishbowl when it's there. It becomes habituated to its surroundings. It's the same thing with this dense, heavy energy that is very pervasive in our environments when we experience trauma or loss. We don't realize we're in it when we're in it. We realize it once we're out of it. And that's what happened to me. And again, as much energy work as I've done, as much healing as I've done, I didn't realize how much dense, stagnant energy I was living in until I wasn't living there, living in it anymore. You know, another thing that carries all that heavy, stagnant energy is all the stuff we have in our lives, all the material possessions that we hold on to. I live in my home. I work out of my home, running basically two businesses. So I have a lot of business materials and books and papers and, you know, and then, as I said, both my mom and Greg left this life. So I had a lot of their possessions as well. When I moved, I said to somebody that it, when I looked when I was packing and I was looking around, I realized that if you got rid of everything that was not personally mine, I bet only about 25% of what I have is personally mine. The rest is either business related or it is um, it was my mom's or my or my son's. And so I had a lot of their stuff as you know, along with my own stuff. And my new home is smaller than my previous home. So I've had to continue to release a lot of material things even as I've moved and I'm settling in. I have donated so many things to charities. And let me tell you, it feels really good because I didn't, I wasn't using those things anymore. I'd read many of the books I was still holding on to. And so it feels good to release them as I, and so here's the process I went through as I come across or came across and I'm still doing it. So as I come across things that were, that were mine, I held them up to my heart. I closed my eyes. I got still, and then I asked if it was time for me to release the item or not. Now, with my mom's things, I did the same thing. 
she's only, only what I did then was I connected to her and I asked her if I, it was time to release a particular item or not, because it's been seven years since she left this life. And I didn't need some of the books and the clothes that I was holding on to because we tend to hold on to material possessions that belong to our loved one after they leave this life, because it's one of the, there, those are some of the few things that we have left. It's like holding on to a piece of them. So with Greg's things, though, I don't think I released any of his things. I And I don't have a lot of his things, but I didn't release. I don't think I released any of his things. Now, I did give some, some of my things to some of my friends and Greg's friends and some of the people who helped me move. And it felt really good knowing that those anything that I was donating to charity or giving to friends, that it was going to another home where people would appreciate them and use them. And releasing a lot of those material things and moving has helped shift my energy so much. It raised my vibration. And that is so important in healing. Something else I learned that's so important is that when you make a change like this in your life, Give yourself a lot of time and space for it. I spent over a month sorting through things and packing. It made it much easier than if I had done it in a hurried fashion. It gave me time to go through the things I was just talking about. But then it also gave me time to reflect on my life there, on the experiences that I had while I was living there, both positive and heartbreaking, right? It brought up so many emotions, so many tears, but it also brought up a lot of smiles and good memories. And I was filled with so much gratitude for all of it because it has helped shape who I am right now today. You know, living here in this space is going to shape and affect who I am when I do leave this space. So I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm not moving, so that doesn't really apply to me. Well, you might not be able to move, but you can still do what I'm going to mention next, and that's to make your space beautiful. So if you don't move, you can do things like paint your walls, buy some new home decor, rearrange your furniture. If you do move, look at how you can make your new home beautiful, again, by buying things like new home decor and only keeping things that raise your energy. Set up a beautiful altar space to honor your child or your other loved ones in spirit. If you already have one, move it to a different space in your home. Put different items on it. I did that when I moved here. I'm using the same table because it's a nice nice size table, but I rearranged things on it and I put different things on it than had been there before, again, to shift the energy. So you know, and when I say altar, you know, I'm talking about a space to honor your child or your other loved one in spirit, but make your home, whether you move or you stay where you are, make it something that inspires you. My new home does exactly that. The space itself is much more open. And if you saw the photos that I, the photo that I posted last week in my newsletter and on social media, um, you know, I look out to trees, nature, It feels so expansive in here. It's so much more open. And as I continue to get settled here and I continue to release some of what I brought with me, it's easy because I can feel the energetics and I can feel whether or not a particular material thing belongs here or not. 
I'm I'm replacing things like picture frames because I want to. I'm redoing the style of my home decor. So you can do things like that. Replace picture frames. Super simple, not expensive at all. My home, like I said, it looks out toward nothing but trees. It's very peaceful and quiet here. I'm out of Atlanta and I realize how different, and it's so interesting. So let me finish. I realize how different the energy is here than it was in the big city. What's really interesting is that I had lived in this area for, oh my gosh, I don't know, 12 years before I moved back to Atlanta or before I moved down to Atlanta. Um, I moved to Atlanta because I love the vibe of the big city. I grew up in Los Angeles or just outside of Los Angeles in Burbank. So I love the big city. I love the energy of the big city. I love to visit places like New York, Washington, D.C. because of the big city vibe. And yet over the last few years, I realized that that is not what my soul craves now. My soul craves nature and the wide open spaces and the expansiveness And even though I'm still living in an apartment complex, like I said, it's so quiet and peaceful here. And I I do that. I choose to do that very intentionally. Yes, I wanted to rent a house, but with this housing market, the way that the economy has been in 2021, forget about it. Um, But I found this beautiful little apartment. I rented it sight unseen because they're not doing in-person tours yet because of COVID. And so... I moved here without having seen it and it's perfect for me. So on my walk with my dog, we walk through nature. Yes, there are people around, there are cars around in the parking lot, but it's very um, sparse in that way. And there's so much lush vegetation and the greenery. And I mean, walking down this winding road where I rarely pass, you know, a car rarely passes us on this little road in the community. Um, It's just, it's tree-lined and it's absolutely beautiful. And I know it's going to be so soothing and healing for my soul. I've only been here, not even three weeks yet, two and a half weeks at the time I'm recording this. It has already helped me in, I can't even describe the ways it's already helped me. So I feel like, you know, to sum it up, I feel like I can breathe again here. And I felt very smothered in the energy in Atlanta. So Whether you move or you do some of the other things that I've suggested, like painting or rearranging furniture or, or, um, you know, buying new picture frames, things like simple little things like that. Here's the next tip. Ask for and allow yourself to receive help. And here's where I'm going to give a huge public shout out and thank you and gratitude from the deepest places within me to the people who helped me move. So. Hopefully I won't forget anyone, but there was Jay and Joanna and Anthony and Bethany and Taylor and my son, Steve. Most of those are Greg's friends. I knew some of them before Greg left this life and some of them I have met since Greg left this life, but I'm eternally grateful to every single one of those people. His friends, Matt and Rihanna came over the other night and they mounted his big TV on the wall for me. Um, The other day, so yesterday, I asked someone else who never even knew Greg. I asked someone else. I was on the phone with this person, a client. I asked him how to go about finding a handyman to put together a cabinet that I purchased because I knew he would know how to find a handyman. And he didn't tell me where to look for someone like I was intending. He went, took the time to find someone 
who could come to my home and he made all of the arrangements for that for me. I didn't have to do a thing. I am, like I said, I'm eternally grateful to all of these people. So ask for help from people who love you and who loved your loved one in spirit. They want to help. It makes them feel good. And it will take so much stress and pressure off of you during a time when you really need support. And I really needed the support. So I think this is the last thing. I had a list, but I don't even know where it is right now. But the last thing I want to mention is kind of like the elephant in the room, especially if you are a bereaved parent or if you have lost a spouse or a significant other. As I said, my last home was where Greg spent a lot of time. Leaving there was bittersweet in so many ways because it's the last home of mine that he will ever physically be in. He will never again physically be in a home that I live in. My mom won't ever be here in this home that I'm living in now. So leaving that home was hard. I knew in my heart that they will be with me no matter where I am, but it was still really, really emotionally difficult. But here's what happened. As I was now, I knew my new address, the complete address, but I hadn't really paid attention to it until I was filling out the application for my utilities about 10 days before I moved. And I realized as I was doing that, as I was typing the address, that my new unit number is 311. There's a band called 311, and Greg loved that band. Now, again, I live in an apartment. I had no choice in the unit number here. There are, I don't know, eight or 10 buildings here. And out of all the units, they put me in unit number 311. Coincidence? I think not. Then the morning of my move, I got in my car to go to go to get the U-Haul truck. And the radio was on in my car. Now, I rarely listen to the radio. Um, I just, it's noise to me. And it it's just noise that annoys me, basically, most of the time. So I either usually have a Spotify playlist playing or a podcast of some kind. But that morning, the radio was on. And the song that was playing was Give Heaven Some Hell by a band or a guy named Hardy. It's a fairly new song. It's only been out for a couple of months. One of Greg's friends told me about it when it came out. It sums up Greg's relationship with all of his friends, and it easily could have been written about him by his friends. And again, some of his friends were helping me move that day. The people that he traveled with, the people that he hung out with, the people that he grew up with, the people that he had some of the best experiences of his life with. Coincidence? Again, I think not. Then, now, again, my mom left this life in 2014. My dad left this life in 1993. So they've, you know, they're they're both in spirit with Greg. A few days after I moved in, I went to the grocery store, which is just like up the street and around the corner. I mean, it's literally maybe, I don't know, half a mile from my house. But when I was on my way home, I found a little, I knew there was a little street that, or I thought there was a little street that would be a shortcut for me um, to take back home so that I don't have to go back out on the main road. Not that that's any big deal, but you know, shortcuts are nice, right? So as I took this road to get back to my street, I looked at the name of the road so that I would know where to turn the next time that I was going to the store. The name of the road is Northridge. For 11 years, when I was a little girl, I lived in Northridge, California. 
So that, so the first two things, the, the unit number here and the song on the radio, the day I was moving were signs that Greg is still with me and he will be with me no matter where I am. And every time I walk into my house, I see that number on the door and I smile because I know Greg is welcoming me home. And then with the street name being Northridge, that's a sign that my mom and dad were letting me know that they're right here with me always. Again, coincidence. No, one of those things. Okay. Maybe, you know, it'd be a nice to have, but three of them and two of them are constant reminders. The song, you know, it comes and goes right. But the number on the door of where I live and the street that I take to go to the grocery store are, they're not going to change as long as, you know, as long as I'm living here, they will be constant reminders of my son and my parents' presence, even here now that I've moved. So I really hope that some of these things help you as you navigate your own journey. You know, humans, we're funny, funny creatures. We're creatures of habit. We often push up against change. And yet, if we're open to it, if we allow it, change can inspire us. Shifting the energetics in our surroundings can get us out of our comfort zone. It can help us heal. And no matter where we go, no matter what we keep or what material possessions we choose to release, our loved ones are always with us. It doesn't bother them if we release something that belonged to them. They're not going to use it anymore. They don't need it anymore. And often continuing to hold on to a lot of those things carries some of this dense, heavy energy that I'm talking about that prevents us from moving forward in the way that we, that our soul wants us to on our healing journey. And again, I didn't realize that that was happening when I was still living in my other home. Now that I'm out of there, I I see it in such a different way. And I'm not saying to get rid of everything. Don't misunderstand. I don't want to get a bunch of emails saying, are you crazy? Not at all. I, you know, I explained the process I went through. And yes, I, I don't think I gave away any of Greg's things, but um, if I did, I went through that same process. And if I did, there were things that I know I didn't need to keep. And I was just holding on to because they had been his. And I have other things of his. So again, I gave you a process. Please use it and let me know how it goes for you. And even if you just release one thing a month that you know you're never going to use you, you know, it, it, I mean, some of the things I was holding on to were, were in dresser drawers, things like that of my mom's, um, or in a cabinet that I have, I didn't use them. I didn't look at them. I wasn't going to wear, you know, things like that. I didn't need to keep all that stuff. But again, when she passed away so unexpectedly, they had been hers. So I was holding on to them as if I was holding on to her through holding on to them. Well, again, the signs that I've received from my parents and my son tell me that they're still with me. Even if they aren't here physically, they're with me no matter where I go, no matter where I go. And now I am going to end this episode and I'm going to take my little dog for a walk in our beautiful new neighborhood. He is having a blast with all the new places to explore, all the new smells to smell. Oh my goodness. It is, um, our walks take a little bit longer now because he wants to explore all the places. And so do I. So next week I have a very fun and unique, um, interview for you. So be sure to subscribe so that you know, whether it's to 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, wherever you listen to this, be sure to subscribe so that you get a notification when it's released. And until next week, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.